Hey Throng, this is number five of five from the Fame Venue on Broadway in San Francisco. Uh, the live versions there. Now here's the thing. This last one we had difficulty with the sound. So uh, if you can get through the first couple minutes, we did the best we could, then you'll get back to our regular level of mediocrity. Uh, if you enjoyed any of these, maybe you could help us out by going to skmorton.com. You can press on the Amazon button before you shop. That helps us out. Also check out Patreon. We're Patreon forward slash something with a lousy San Francisco podcast. You'll find it. And Bridal Fitness Coach, don't forget about them. Uh, they've been with us from the beginning. We'd like you to tell other people about it and help them out. That way we can all be friends. Currently, I'm not too sure about you. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please. Quiet down. And here we go. And roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lazy San Francisco Podcast. This is that thing your dad said would really be something to cry about. Tonight, SK welcomes anything that would make this listenable. Literally, anything. Anything at all. And now, not a lot of class, and he never was going to be a contender. Ladies and gentlemen, SK Martin. Well, thank you. How, here's my quick question. Okay, good. I'm glad you're starting. Have I you better started, get that from you right there. Have you started editing the uh, Fame Venue well, podcast? Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Here's the deal. <clears throat> As you know, I'm not going to be here in May. Right. We're not going to be able to do. We're going to do one show in May. One more in, this, in the bomb shelter. We've got a guest already lined up. Ooh. And then, for the rest of May, we're going to have the releases from all live on Broadway. Right. Lousy on Broadway Lousy will be on released Broadway. throughout well May. Well done. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then we, we may even have a compilation have you started CD editing at the it? end. Have I started editing? Yes. You mean like editing it together? Yeah. Well, I, did I mention that I'm going to be gone in, in, in May, and so we're not going to have the show, and so... This was the week you decided to come, huh? You chose poorly. Who wants to hear introductions? I desperately do. All right. Here, first we're going to greet the adoring throng. Welcome, everyone. Jess and Jez and PJ and Anthony, everybody. Thank Yay, you guys for coming. There are so many people here today. I want to thank our senior member of the team for being here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. He is the sound engineer of utmost adequatulence. Everybody, we thank him for coming on the fifth <laughs> night of five Squidge McSqueezy. We love you, Squidge. You look like Linus. He played applause for himself. Uh, and also, our regular full-time permanent co-host and resident chanteur. Me! We wouldn't know because he didn't play any music yet. I would. No, no, just exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, Pete. Pete Feliciano. Yay! Now, right. who's our main guest? Now, the reason why we're all here, well, I'm hiding, but the reason why... No one's here, but we have someone special. He's our guest. He's proven to be far more accomplished than we're used to oh, here on the podcast. On God bless his heart. And that's despite my cardinal attribute of candy bar literacy. Ooh. It doesn't come in as handy as you would think. No. Despite that, I'm the better man. But let's please welcome the creative manager at the Alamo Draft House, Mr. Michael Keegan. Yay! Hey. You're the best, Michael. Oh, you, you really are. You are a member of the Film Society. 
Correct? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, You're give, in charge. I give money to them. Yes. <laughs> I write program notes to them occasionally. But, yeah, I, I have uh, done work for our friends at the San Francisco Film Society. Recently oh, rebranded friends. SF Film. It's their new name. I've, I've been around. been around the film festival block. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. You and feel kind of dirty? No, I, no? It's, uh, okay, cool. I know everybody. So, anyway, here's what we were talking about. <laughs> it's been five weeks. Um, at least we finally lot. have a great guest. We do. Not we, that the other guests weren't wonderful in their own right. That's true. Now we have someone who's real. Well, we got oh, someone listen, who's... I will, I will prove to you that that is incorrect. He is accredited <laughs> is what he is. Oh, accredited. He's accredited. So he may suck in real life, but on paper he works. He's as best as you can get. Fantastic. Now that's, that's, I guess that we have made a little bit of improvement. In five, I was thinking a lot can happen in five weeks. Right. And in fact, that's eternity for some bugs. For a, for a fruit fly, they only live for a day. It would be really impressive for them. If, if there was a fruit fly, well, right now they'd be in, their, in their, the golden years. A fruit fly, at, it, by noon, uh-huh. buys a Corvette and dyes their hair. But I tell you what, there's a billion of them. So actually, we would be more impressive to them. That's who our audience should be. We shouldn't be going after these humanoids. There's we should a be billion going after that Well, there's a billion Chinese and a billion Indians as well. We should go after the China Indian. How long market. do they live? That's a good question. <laughs> they live longer than the chubby Americans. That's true. And many wait, people, wait, wait. Why many did people attributed it to way? their diet. <laughs> why did you point, oh, those chubby Americans instead of, <laughs> instead of you and I? <laughs> I don't know. Had <laughs> a boy squidge. In any case, so I started thinking about it because of what? You know, what happens in five weeks. And I looked up gestation periods of different animals. That's really weird. Yeah. Did you, you know... Had, you can do work, you know. You can, like, spend An elephant time. is pregnant for two years. That's 600 weird. days is the gestation process. I wonder process when they tell their family. For an elephant. Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> They're doing the math. They could wait, like, a year and a half until they do something. Right? Until they start to show. How soon do they start to show? I don't know how soon How big is an elephant's litter? Is it just one? Just one. That's nice. And they say it's like that scene in uh, The Shining when the elevator opens. <laughs> right. Well, here's my question, too. Are they, they labor ever... for weeks? Like, what's... Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good question. Yeah, let's see what it says here. Um, yes. Okay. A bear is 180 days. Whoa. A chicken, just 22 days. Nice. Which means when we started the show here at formerly Mobway Gardens, uh-huh. fame venue... Sure. Chickens have been born. They've One. died, Chickens too. Chickens have died, too. <laughs> uh, a fox <laughs> is two months. Way. A goat is 136 days. A groundhog, 31 to 32 days. Whoa. Now we're getting in a guinea pig, five weeks. Here's, here's another question. So then do large, like do blue whales, how long do those take? Six years. It's interesting you mentioned that. I, I it is interesting. No orcas... Uh, take, what was it? That's 15 a, months. As do giraffes. Whoa. Over a year. But what about like blue whales? or? I just whales? know the orcas. Rabbits are a month. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the bit didn't work, so I gave up on that. No, we had I, a blast. I yeah, just, no, no. no just, I'm just confused. I was explaining why. as to what was I wasn't going to do, oh, okay. which was do the, the, the thing about okay. that. You know what? This is why we don't have squid. That's right. You know what? No, he's right. He's right. Oh. It's awful. 
Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm no, going to get it by the end of the night. Just by yourself. I like the vibe of it. Yeah. I think it's like very casual. Yeah, and if you do everything in seventh chords, you can just make up songs. How you doing, PJ? You okay? Your lethargy? You're managing? She's okay. managing. She's, like, she's going to chat an hour. There's probably Let's do this. and snacks. Here's what we're going to do. Well, I, w- I just want to remind our faithful throng that uh, Patreon is still happening. It's still up there. Yay. Yeah, let's see what happens at the end of this. When this is at, out through the month of May, sure. as these come out, let's see if the Patreon spikes or just dissolves. I guarantee it'll, it. I guarantee it'll spike. Okay, yes. Uh, so remember Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Lousy San Francisco Podcast to help us out. But another way that you could do without actually taking any extra money out of your pocket. Go to the Amazon button that's on the homepage. That's right. Bell. Good boy. Um, so if, say, I was going to buy a book on the gestation periods of animals, I would first go to skmorton.com, right. then, then click on Amazon, then click on my Even if you weren't going to Amazon, book. if you want to know what the gestation period of animals, you go to skmorton.com. It's already on the... Yeah. Well, okay. I've got multiple pages. If I wanted to buy a Heath bar from sure. Amazon, you go to skmorton.com. Again, skmorton.com exactly. because of my candy Amazon bar book. literacy. Now, here's my question. Do my gestation do I pay more for my gestation book and or Heath bar? You do not pay more. What oh, happens okay. is is a portion of what you have paid for the normal price uh-huh. comes back to us for me to continue to say a little bit more Pete and then you'll get paid. Just a little bit more. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So if you want to make Pete happy, all you gotta me, do is tell them money it's and, coming. And, and yeah, let me so go. you guys can contribute by going to the Amazon <laughs> button at skmorton.com, clicking on it, shopping as you normally would, and you'd be helping us out. All right, and then finally, ah, we'll save it. Let's get on to uh, promote the tour. Okay. Uh, earlier, I was talking with Mike before the show. He asked me how the tour is going. How is it going? It's all going okay. It's all right. You said it much longer than that, though. Like, you launched into it. Well, I did, because they've, the, anyone who listens to the show knows about what happened with Zerv last year. What happened with Zerv? When they abandoned all their uh, customers on oh, the 4th yeah, of July weekend. Oh, yeah, silly geese. Yeah. Okay. So, we uh, actually, we went with Zozi. I think we've spoken about that as well. Right. And I recently abandoned Zozi. And went to Tiwi or Chuchu. We went to Peak, remember? Oh, yeah, Peak. Well, I just got a little uh, notice, and I never told Zozi, by the way. Oh no! Were they, just, were they charging you? I just took no, no. They don't check. They just take a portion of uh, of the. Uh, if someone buys a ticket, I'll still. I mean, they. You can still buy my tickets through Zozi. I don't mind, but right. I don't have them up on my website anymore. I pulled sure. their buttons off, and uh, about two weeks ago, someone from Zozi wrote, "Hey, we noticed your our buttons aren't on your website anymore. Is that uh, we noticed you got peak on there?" Uh, so I didn't return a call, and. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're this, the worst. This last week, I get an email. No, it's good. I like that move. <laughs> I don't, I, no, this is called Look, ghosting. I'll text in them. In the parlance of people who are Squidge's age, this is called ghosting. Well, it's just nay okay. Here's right, why. PJ? Here's why. Not, not unlike my cancer that I had on my nose, if you just ignore it, it will go away. <laughs> it turns out I get an email from Peak last week. Uh huh. They've merged with Zozi. Are you really? Yeah. So it's all together. We all, we all win. We're all one. Oh, they wanted to get back with you bad. I would, no, because I was going to say... No, they can put Pete no price me, for that. Pete called me the other day and said, so I saw you were emailing with Zozi. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Look, I like Peak, but does Zozi ever talk about me? Hey, that's a good question. All right. Don't do it. Don't oh, do it. awful. Don't do it. When I, I like that Avant version. That was nice. Who's got a charger? It's They're the n- worst thing in the world. Who's got Android? a charger? Who, anyone got an Android charger? What's wrong with you? Actually, yeah, I think uh, in my bag. You don't have to pick it up. <laughs> 
Like I said, would you pick that up, please? <laughs> He's not listening to me. Okay, so anyway, that's what's going on with the tours is we're up and running with Peak and Zozi now. I want to get to talk to Mike. I'm going to forget all of our updates. I'm going to go, go through them very quickly, Pete. Just let me get through them. Movie night at Pier 39, last Friday of every month. You should have been there instead of here. Looks like everyone was. PJ, you missed out. Uh, <laughs> beer, fu- beer fest on the Pampanito. There's a reason for that. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, there was a beer fest. You know, the Pampanito is the, the uh, submarine behind the oh, Museum right. Man- yeah. Mechanique at Pier 45. Uh, it was last night, so you missed that, that one fun? as well. I did not go. Do you Why think you? it was fun? I think so. SK. There were brewers from Magnolia, Sierra Nevada, Lagunitas, Firestone Walker, Anchor Brewing, and Speakeasy. SK, uh, why are you announcing I would say things that are not only not only other? You know what? You're more. right. You're I would right. say, if anything, it redefined the substandard. Uh, the substandard is higher oh now because of all the good. some water. That was fantastic. The better, By the way, better version. Look, I'm getting water from Anthony. How you doing, Anthony? All right. Okay, sports. Squidge, have you been to any Giants games in the last two weeks? One. You have? Did you turn on your flashlight? No. Is it because it's not cool or because it was a day game? Uh, I was not. I probably was in the bathroom at that time. <laughs> what? The rally lights. Have you guys yeah. heard of the rally lights? I wasn't. There was no rally. How my, long uh, were you in the bathroom, Squidge? No, there was no rally at uh, my game. They All right. Just, well, up for two the whole time. PJ, are you aware of the rally lights? You used to be our cub reporter for the Giants. Well, you decided to go Wait, the Warriors. Did fire PJ? No, but she, oh, okay. she hasn't. She hasn't. Uh... Oh well, were you there for a rally light? Did you turn on your light? I was too lazy. Nice. Wow, that's a lot of energy. Look, you were sitting I, in the suite. Oh, way to rub it in, yeah. PJ. Oh, I, I'm so important. I put in a long day at work. Box. I don't want to do this. Way I see to, where she's go, coming PJ. from. Okay, so anyway, Major League Baseball is going to try to stop the rally lights. Uh oh. Well, I think it's distracting. They or? think it's distracting. Nice. Yeah, unlike seagulls or cheering or music or peanuts booing getting thrown or at the or like batteries. Performance enhancing drugs. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, that's another reason to go to Giants game? To not go to a Giants game. I don't know. I don't even get into the animal obituaries. I want to talk to Mike. I, d- I really do want to talk to Michael as well. Oh, Good. boy. All right, so Can I call you Chartreuse? Is this your first time? <laughs> I would prefer Chartreuse to Michael. Now you guys Mr. Know Chartreuse. You guys know you're on a microphone, right? You know what? I need to go. I like it. It's like the audience. <laughs> and, and we can't turn that off because you're on the same microphone as them. No, I know, but you can edit it down. Can't no, you? no, I can't. I edit. like it. You guys are on the same channel. Well, listen, Squidge and PJ are allowed to have their own thing going, okay? <laughs> All right. So, anyway, yeah, there was a turkey on a car at the, fire, at the police station. Um, what? They called the police. There's a turkey at the police station in Daly City. They called the SPCA and said, now he's gone to a better place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and here's one for you, Squid. Sharks are washing up all over the Bay Area. Oh, no. Dun, dun, 50 dun. stingrays in Foster City and Alameda. 50? 50. There was a great white shark in Santa Cruz and now one up in San Mateo County. They've got aquatic bonkers. They've got exactly. the aquatic bonkers. Thank you. Aquatic bonkers? Oh. All right, stop. It's getting close. We're getting close. We'll be there by the end oh, of the night. my head hurts. Okay, and that just goes along with also Panama City at 50 die. Black tips. 
washed up, and in Alabama, 50 bull sharks washed up. Okay, what? Bull shark. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> yes, another good one. He's the one who's saving no, it. No, he only pee. had Not one him. good one. No, he's had several tonight. Chartreuse has had one good one. Chartreuse spreads it around. Okay. <laughs> and Chartreuse takes I wonder if we're going to have a fifth episode. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to... There we are. Thank you. Who are the people in your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? In your neighborhood? Say, who are the people in your neighborhood? Cute girl outside. Your boyfriend's weird and I'm cooler. Okay. I just wrote that. that you know what? We didn't It's a relatable track for Mike Keegan. Mike, Mike. This is, I, I feel bad because in this environment, bombing feels more. In the <laughs> bomb shelter, no yeah, in the bomb shelter, yeah, it feels natural. I don't know. I'm having a great time. I think we're all having a great time. I think we're all having a good time. I think you're drunk. Me and Chartreuse are going to high No, not right yet. Now. Okay. I was That's just because we've wanted to have you in the bomb shelter for the last two years. It's nice to finally uh, that sounds, be yeah. that sounds dirty, on your okay, show. Pete, uh, we actually had you on the show. But we've had Mike and... Oh, that was like home territory. Mm, that's true. Like you guys brought your equipment over. That was it's, a, nice, it's nice to, to come to where you live at, on Broadway yeah. and uh, hang out. Well, cool. Thanks I for really, having me over for I the game. I appreciate you saying that. Um, oh, Jess and yeah, Jess we, left. Look, they're outside. Okay. Maybe I should go do like a lick the windows or something. All right. Anyway, go ahead. They're anyway. just looking for a vape shop. They're fine. Anyway. <laughs> um, we, had a, we had a nice discussion about the Alamo Draft House, and we'll talk a little bit more about what's coming up and the things you've got, you know, you've got planned for the future on that and what's been cool and what's been working out and what's been mm-hmm. great. But we want to talk a little bit about you personally. All right. All right. I'm Time almost an open book. I will clam up if I'm not. All right. So let's let's uh, get into it. Okay. Just like a chartreuse. Any venereal diseases? Did <laughs> you? What? No. Okay. Let's. It's, it's, he put his ear. So wait, you have a VD in the ear. That's weird. That's, it's weird. Ear D. He has ear a D. Flow. He's got ear D. I'm so happy right now. Actually, uh, I you know I do in depth preparation for when I have a guest. So you found out what ear D he has before? I found out he has a form of herpes. It's herpes. That up until now has only been found in portobello mushrooms. What? Okay, I won't Earpiece? Earpiece. 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 That's awesome. I got the daddy or got the bird flu. It's like the chirpies. Oh, I dropped this during my chirpies joke. Okay, uh, <laughs> so we're going to get started with where you were born. Is this a quiz? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to uh, get to but know you. But if you don't get it right, we take away your Because you live in the mission, correct? I do. I live in uh, 20th and Mission. 20? Wow. So then Boy. have you ever gone to Atlas Cafe? Son, of course. Son. De- I feel sir, so sunny. Sir, right is, that a, is, Cracker, that that, is that a place that is that a place that at nine fifteen in the morning they say we only have blueberry bagels left? Yes. Wow. It's my joke with my friend who lives in Baltimore now. I really like Atlas Cafe. I love it. There's a really cute girl who works there. I'm they run out. They just I run out of. Re- they run out of regular bagels very early. They've never known how to adjust their ordering. And the last two times they've run out of hot girl. I went there to go ask her out, and twice now. They were plumb out. There's a big old place on Polk that does the same thing. This, they, they always have the, the stuff that no one wants, like the raisins or the. Those are there till noon. I have like I have definitely adjusted to, I would say, untraditional bagel flavors. Where I, there's like a hierarchy of it where it's like sometimes I even like want a cinnamon raisin bagel. Just cause just to switch sometimes it up. I want a right. blueberry bagel. Just That's to, like, called munchies. Situ- situationally, <laughs> I've had to have it so many times. 
where you're like, I could see myself reading a magazine at Atlas, right, well, okay. drinking a Dirty Bunny, which is their uh, ginger lemonade, eating a blueberry bagel with cream cheese, and reading like a dog-eared Wired magazine. Nice. Here's my, here's my second question. Uh, no, I thought I, I had something and it's gone now. Oh, what is your favorite bagel? Oh, all bagels equal? Top tier. That's I'm talking that sounds king. like a bagel place at Berkeley. I'm talking the royalty. Well, uh, I got I to gotta be specific with this. I got to be situationally specific. Yeah, he's yeah. asking you specifically um, what is your favorite bagel. Because we already have it on. I like to go bagel. to. Uh, Wrong. Katz's on 16th Street. I'll get a number five on a garlic bagel. <gasps> garlic bagel? What's a number five? Number five is uh, like egg and cheese and bacon. Ooh. Oh, bacon. so, okay. okay what I kind of bacon you. you like? The kind that's I like, in uh, mouth. uncured. Okay, but do you like soft and chewy or do you like crispy? Oh, good crispy, question. Crispy, you like crispy. crispy? That's a great question. Um, basically crispy. Really? Sometimes I, I think I know where like he's a going. chewy one. You want it hard, but. I'm not going <laughs> to throw a soft one out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> for, eating, for eating bacon. Uh, well, that's uh, probably how no, you, you got want, your you, you want to have your firmness and your crisp, but the, the fat, you want to be, be a little chewy. I t- yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah, need exactly. some fat on my bag. I don't want to... Yeah. It tastes like uh, bacon strips. Okay. Well, I've never at, actually eaten a bacon strip, so Well, it's not know. fun. So you go to the bagel place. They don't have the bagel you want. You'll still order something else. I would say... Uh, I would, like, look at it. I'd be like... What about... Um, we got a sesame bagel. Sesame, interesting. I'll live with the sesame. I, I, I'm not saying it's, it's a taste choice. I'm saying it's a, like, i got to get this interaction over with. <laughs> because this person has disappointed you me so much, I have to get away from them. But you wouldn't consider just leaving the bagel shop and doing nothing. I walked all the way there. Nice. How are we doing, Squidge? We're good. Oh, okay. All right, so you're in New York. Did you grow up in New York? I did. I in mean, Al- in Albany, New York, which is... So it's two and a half hours north of New York City, uh, two and a half hours west of Boston. So there's no culture there, really. It's a, it's a um, capital city. So there's, a, like, there's always jobs. There's like one cool version of everything. There's like one cool movie theater, one decent record store, one decent club. But a ton of a really good cool bagels. A couple cool bars. Right. Not that many good babies. No or bagels. Ba- I'm sorry. Uh, no. I mean, I like the Dunkin' Donuts bagels a little bit. Wait, wait, there are some. Can we return to your ranking of babies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Were you talking about. Uh, I'm talking about peers. Jo- I'm talking about peer, like uh, grown up babies. Oh, okay. I yeah. got you. Okay. Anyway, uh, so you're there for how long in Albany? Uh, moved to San Francisco 2008. Oh, so you were in Albany your whole life, and you went to school... I dropped the heck out of uh, college after six weeks to continue managing an art house theater there. Oh. So I played in bands and managed this art house theater and uh, got into booking midnight movies, and then the midnight movies were really successful, so I started to book uh, like week-long runs of weird things that were you know, of a piece with midnight movies, like uh, Inland Empire by David Lynch was a big nice. one, or like rock documentaries and stuff. Holy Mountain? Uh, never showed it there, but from connections I made during booking midnight movies uh, in Albany, that was like helpful to me when I moved here to San Francisco because um, I knew like otherwise you'd have to be stuck with the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. So I knew like the Roxy releasing people because I'd shown like Kurt and Courtney and Freeway and stuff. Right. And that you know it's like turns out Roxy releasing has a theater, and that's how I got in with the Roxy. Oh, nice. 
Wow. What did you What do you play? You said you were in band. Oh yeah, uh, guitar and or drums. So there were uh, my longest running band with my best friend from high school that we started when we were in freshman high school that is like still actually going. Uh, guitar and drums, we switch off on each other's songs. And he lives here like now? Tim Buck uh, He's the reason I moved out here. He lives in Brooklyn now, but we still record a lot and send it back and forth. Uh, and then so I play like guitar in bands and I play drums in bands. I know. It's fun. It's fun to do. Journey? I don't. I can't. I don't have the chops for it, my man. Uh, Not everyone can do what I do. Yeah, it's hard to recreate it. <laughs> so your parents are still in Albany? The, the they family? are, yeah. yeah. Do you have siblings? Uh, I have a funny story where I was, uh, I was adopted as a little baby, right? Really? Yeah. And when I was 20, I found my biological mom. And it turns out that I have four full siblings. Wow. So my uh, biological parents got married after I was born and had a bunch more kids. So I do have siblings. And they were, like, much younger than me. Yeah. My sister's, like, three years younger than me, but the rest of them were much younger than me. So actually, like, I'm pretty close to them all and uh, have been in their lives the entire time since I came back on the scene, but I was raised as an only child. So uh, it's, it's sort of like a, it's sort of a funny thing because only children uh, have a very specific uh, personality. Right. Selfish. Yeah, super selfish. <laughs> super selfish. Um, but I do have like the support system of having like awesome siblings who I talk to. Wow. As, you talk to as, your essentially as an adult. Birth parents? Yeah, yeah. I talk to everybody. Oh, and everyone Kathy. gets a, the... The, uh, the family that raised you, your you parents. You mean the family? Yeah. It's all family. Everyone's happy and no one's upset. Did, yeah, it, 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 it's all great. Did you say, I want to find my parents, or did they... I just kind of did it. I yeah. mean, I don't know. It was like 20, 21. Did you ever see Flirting with Disaster? I did, and that was my worst case scenario for a very long time. Yeah. Did, did you get a, a kick out of that movie? That's what I, I, I love that movie. Yeah, that movie cracks uh, me up. David O. Russell is a director who I either love his movies or I don't watch them. I only haven't watched Silver Linings Playbook, which I'm sure is fine, but like, I basically love his movies a ton. And he has a run from Spanking the Monkey through Huckabees where it's like he is a... He's like one of the great filmmakers of that time period, I think. Mm. And uh, Joy, I thought, was like pretty awesome and kind of weirdly underrated. Oh, I never saw that. Joy is great, man. Um, but the way it, he kind of trips me out because the way flirting with disaster is so lived in the anxieties of the situation yeah. uh, is like eerily relatable. But I think on a, on a pretty wide thing, like I could see if you weren't adopted and you were trying to, you know, shore up your issues before your kid was born, it would be a relatable movie on that level. Yeah. But if you're adopted and you're trying to shore up your issues, it's relatable on that level. Like, it's just, uh, you know, he, he Russell is like a, a weirdly generous neurotic filmmaker. Like, he obviously is a guy, or he, he seems like a guy from his work who has, you know, a lot of hang-ups with humanity. Right. And that comes across, and that's, like, fun to watch on screen. Yeah. But I think... The overriding thing is he has like a real generosity of spirit in his work that is very engaging. Also, he has a weird eye for screwball comedy in a way that's not uh, like Peter Bogdanovich is obviously a good director, but when Peter Bogdanovich does screwball comedy, it is uh, it is it is like you know doffing your fedora to the past, right? But David O. Russell's uh, 
fast-paced comedy stuff is so imbued with anxiety, it's like very I, modern, I think. I was going to say I felt it was like uh, cynicism with a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. But I dig that. Eh? I mean, it's like... Eh? It, How's that for pithy? It's a... Uh, I doff my fedora to you. Oh, right, well... It's, uh, I mean, that's that's a great way to that's a great way to put it because the older I get and the more I've like watched movies professionally, I think making movies is super hard. I don't mean that from a cynical perspective. I think it's made me a little more generous in my uh, reviews estimations of okay. of works. Uh, but I think David O. Russell is like pretty great. Like a movie like I Heart Huckabees, which I think is like a totally perfect movie. I showed a few uh, months ago. And I was sure it was going to be like a sellout. And it was like 100 people. And that was, I mean, that's great. I'm so happy because all those 100 people were super stoked. But I imagine that was going to be a sellout on a Monday night. I have to, I have to pause you. I think Critical Mass is happening behind us. Oh, I thought it was dead. Oh, I want to interview them. Oh, I thought it was dead. Hold I, on a second. Let me go interview them. Critical Mass in 2017. All right. Someone yell if you can't get me anymore. <laughs> See here. All right. Yell if you can still hear me. Is this critical mass? Does anyone want to be interviewed? You sure? That was a quick, that was a loud Oh, no. come on. Come have an interview. Oh, man. People will like you more because you know they hate you. Oh, my goodness. And you're in the back. Are you for there for safety? All right. I got in too late. All right. I wonder if they got that. Oh. Thank God. Did it work? You know, no, all right, well, that was fun. You should do an interview on the street. They got it, they got it Andy, quickly. One time I was on a bus and had to wait for like 40 minutes. Yeah, that was probably 14 years ago. I mean, they, they, it's not No, no, it was... Uh, 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 oh, yeah, they used to be three, a lot bigger. Four years well, maybe ago. they're not so mass anymore. Maybe they're critical no mass. I saw a couple of <laughs> naked bike riders that did have some mass, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I just want to say, no, I didn't laugh out loud, but those are both great jokes. You're welcome. <laughs> you so high five anyway. again? This is the... Third well, one. this is because, see, here's the thing. We're on the movie thing, and I wanted to get to know him a little bit, but frankly, he's a little boring. And no, I w- <laughs> You can go back and forth. Would you like a biscotti, by the way? Uh, I'm yes, fine for now. I'll probably down chow down on you a little bit. Biscotti. Uh, okay, so you're in the movie business. You, you, you dropped out of school, and this was it. This is what we were going to do. Yeah. Were your parents supportive? I didn't know that. Um, I, think they, I think that it's still hard for a family to understand what someone who books movies does, and that's fair, mm-hmm. and that's... Really? They, after all this time? Yeah. But they, they, they realize that you're able to feed yourself, so they're on board. I think, I think they're skeptical of my ability to feed myself. <laughs> I mean, I'm married, so I'm sure that my wonderful wife gets a lot of credit for like my... As soon as you told her, like, she's a doctor, they're like, oh, thank God. How do, you, how do your in, in-laws feel about... Do they they feel actually like love movies, and they keep up with movies a little more. So. Than you or your parents? Uh, than my, uh, the family I'm coming from. So. Okay. And, and your wife? Can we ask what she does? Yeah, she... Uh, I won't say the organization, but she works in public policy. So she uh, helps uh, forward very positive uh, well, he is dancing healthcare around policies. This, I see. Very so positive healthcare policies. That's how you're able to feed yourself. They're, they're, you know, she's a, she's a, she's a, a, a patient access advocate. I would say. Oh, is that how she found you when you had your oh, no, earpiece? No, I got it. I've got it figured out now. She sells pot. No, there's oh. no marijuana in our house except oh, for the okay. visitor stash that we keep for I our see, friends okay. who come from less who, less, who le- come from like uh, less enlightened states, both uh, mental states. and uh, 
geographical. Wow, you are perfect for California, especially San Francisco, aren't you? You're just above it all, aren't you? Why are you out there in a critical mass there, you yeah. hippie? You know what? So I lived in, so I was, just, I, I was watching that happen. Gotcha, uh, they're going uphill? It's kind of an incline here. Yeah. Uh, and I was thinking, I was like getting kind of smug over here because I've lived in the mission for almost 10 years and I've never owned a bicycle. Right, thank God. And I was just like, good on me. Yeah, good on you, exactly. Anyway, while you're chewing on a biscotti. I know, I just realized I'm chewing right now. It's very forceful, this school. So you were 28? No, how old were you when you came out? Uh, came to out San to Francisco. San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to your wife. Anyway. <laughs> uh, 23 or 24. Okay, still young man. Um, I also, I'll, to be fair, I thought that my, I had reached my apex of adulthood. Like, I figured I, I had think... moved out here too old to make any sort of change, and I would turf out and tumble home immediately. I think everyone thinks that they're at the apex of whatever age they are while they're at the age that they are. Now you hit a certain point where you realize, <laughs> well, you're never hitting an you're apex. very different. There is no apex. There's no points on you. It's all curve. That's right. <laughs> I'm all penultimate. <laughs> Yeah, I've given up. Yeah, we, uh, we can see that. Okay, so you're out here, you're still a young man, and you're getting involved with, with you're doing film festivals. There's the San Francisco International Film Festival. There's the San Francisco Indie Film Festival. The Noise Pop, which, now, is that, that's fairly recent, right? That's only been around, so, what, two uh, years? No, they've been around for a while. Don't you so, ever contradict me again. Well, they have been. Okay. Um, so what happened was when I moved out here, I got, like, day jobs doing... Uh, Super BS data entry, okay. Which was really, really fun. Like in retrospect, really fun. Um, and I'll explain my existence back then in a second. But so I, I had my BS data entry jobs during the day, mm-hmm. and I had my movie theater job at night mm-hmm. at the Roxy. Bachelor of Science is what you're saying. Yes, I. So I like was working my way into doing a to kind of like selling the Roxy on on my programming idea, while making inroads with I was like just like a watching screeners for DocFest and IndieFest, meeting people and making my, my connections and moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, at the same time, I had this really dumb data entry job at a, uh, start, a, a perpetually failing startup. Like SK Morton's Lives San Francisco podcast? That's not chronic, it's terminal. Oh, okay. And this is, so I moved out here right during the financial collapse, which was based on like, you know, Really spurious uh, stock data. Spurious. Yeah, he was the head coach for the Florida State. Got it. The Spurriers. Um, so I had a job that was one degree removed from automation. Like, captures <sighs> work. That's it? Right. Fantastic. And, uh, and it was, like, a pretty good existence because I would, like, work at the Roxy at night, hang out with my friends, and, like, watch movies and talk about movies. If I wasn't working at the Roxy, I was, like, watching movies for film fests. Um, and I, I took the coward's way out and like, left a voicemail. Nice. And I was just like, oh, kind of like the way I got rid of Zozi. Oh, I didn't <laughs> leave a voicemail. I was, right. like, I was like, uh, hey, blank. I think I'm going a different way on this. I will totally finish out the projects you hired me for, though. And then I just closed the email account that Jerry I had. Jerry Blank? Uh, wow. And I just got a full-time programming job. I don't, I, that was sort of a discursive now, story. but No, if, I liked if, it. Quick question. Though. No, no, I didn't. No, no, no. Um, quick okay, question. Go ahead. Quick question. Do you ever remember... A very funny captcha that like accident because it's all accidental, right? Did it ever spell like boob or something? No, I mean <laughs> that that is what you had to get out. <laughs> I was just trying to slam through them. I had I also kept a key for that bathroom. 
for years and years and years in case I was ever at around sure, 220 yeah, absolutely. Months. You have yeah. to. No, yeah. you have to. I go into Whole Foods but for no other here's, reason. Here's my question. How does that apply to the question about noise pop? <laughs> so I worked at the Roxy and got to know all these fests like uh, International Indie Fest, Doc Fest, Noise Pop. Sure. And it became a thing where I just became like friends with all these festivals and I would help out to varying degrees of like, oh, we're offered this show. It would be a better fit for this film fest in a month or two. And then when I left the Roxy, I worked for all those fests as like a contractor. So I ended up like just booking their festivals for them. I see. And so then how did that work out with the intergalactic feline film and video? Yeah. You mean, are you talking about the San Francisco... Uh, the, I'm sorry, the first annual San Francisco Feline Intergalactic Film and, Fili- film and Video Festival for yes, Humans? Yes, yes. Um, Was that so your brainchild? It's my co-child. Okay. With my... Your uh, illegitimate brainchild. Deep best friend, Jay Wurzler, one of the best dudes of all time. Of course. Um, That's a shout-out. Listen to that did. last name. He yeah. just did a shout-out. Yeah, as if people are going to listen to this. Right. He's right now toiling at the Stanley Film Festival in Mount Hood, Oregon right now. You said he's twirling at it? Uh, toiling. Oh, okay. And, uh, toiling. Like, but he like fun, twirling. fun toiling. Oh, okay. His text has been super positive. Um, By the way, did you know spinning meant you riding a bike and not just spinning? Okay, go ahead. I'm I sorry. didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, Jay and I had both worked at film festivals forever, and we realized that no one had ever done a one of like the tacky internet cat video festival things here. Yes. So like, well, let's let's do it us. And then we'd both worked so many film festivals that we decided to make it a parody of film festival culture uh-huh. in the barrier because it's like our joke was like it's a full two week festival in one day, and we said we were going to have a complete opening centerpiece and closing night with awards tributes, live scores. Like we were making a joke of a lot of Bay Area film going culture. Yeah. And it was super fun, and it got out of hand immediately. Turns out our friends forwarded it to other people, and we like got booked at Bonnaroo to do it immediately. And then we did it at like almost every Alamo Draft House, like in the Southwest and the East Coast. We did it at New York Comic Con or a like New York Comic Con related show. But the funniest thing about it was it started out as this very specifically Bay Area thing about right. film festival culture, which is there's no place on the planet like San Francisco really? in terms of film festivals. Yeah, because San Francisco has a film festival every weekend at least. And they all fall into like very similar uh, framework. Like it was good. It was like, it was so fun. So with all, oh, oh, you can you may ask your question now. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. You Tell are. Him. I said it last. Um, so were they in on the joke and were they okay with it? The people who are film festival, blah, blah, blah. Were the, oh, they yeah. Oh, no, it was incredible because we saw the Roxy like instantly with it. Okay. And the press who wrote about it, was, were, they were in on the joke and not like a, hey, such and such outlet, can you be in on this? Like there is a very well-tread. Um, it was ripe for parody. Yeah, there's very well-tread uh, tell signs for how Bay Area film fests are. And we kind of tweaked all of them, and it got it got covered straight in the funniest way, and so in a way to that wink we at everybody. yeah, in a way that like we were all on the same page in a in a really magical sort of like only in the Bay Area way. Okay, well, <laughs> sorry if that was a super long answer. That was terribly long. Yes, we loved every syllable. That's a lot of syllables. You're welcome. Okay, we're gonna talk about the draft house in a second, but. Clearly, you like movies. Which, where do you get the time to watch any movies with all the stuff you're doing? Oh, it's harder and harder. That was rhetorical. Okay, so. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring my calendar out. Hold on. Actually, technically, he's watching something right now. 
Okay, so here's what I thought we could do. Here's what I thought we could do. I was going to bring up San Francisco movies, and then we could we'd have you review them. Maybe do a little Siskel and Ebert kind of thing. But then I thought, let's first play my game. This is my favorite game I like to play, and the way it works is like this. If I were to say, um, Harrison Ford, Dennis Hopper, and Lawrence Fishburne. Wait, 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 wait. Are you looking for the same? They were all in one movie? This is all the same. This is cast of the movie. Say it one more time, please. Harrison Ford, Lawrence Fishburne, Dennis Hopper. Ooh, that's a good one. Apocalypse Now. Oh, I didn't see it. Harrison Ford's not in that Yes, he is. So is Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah, he is. You're right. That's That's what makes this game fun. I'm not going to give you Tom Cruise... A Val Kilmer and Meg Ryan. I'm not going to do that. I'm finding the guys that you yeah, you're right. I, the movie. three. All right, all right. <laughs> and then, wait, are these all going to be San Francisco based? And these are going to be San Francisco. Right, so you have the clue. These Man, are San Francisco based. He's going to bring me. it on. Okay. If I win, do I get his glasses? My mother-in-law bought those for me, so I have to keep them. Uh, okay. So, Jacqueline Bissett, Robert Vaughn, and Robert Duvall. Even PJ was like, "What?" And she knows everything about movies. I, could, I should keep score here because the more every... So you start off... The with, unbearable lightness of being. No. Okay, then I have to the throw in... The unbearable lightness of being too. I have to throw in another... <laughs> I have to th- yeah, you got it. I have to throw <laughs> in another beings. name and then you lose points. <laughs> so you could have gotten three points out of this, but now you're going down to two points. All right. Oh, no. Throw so another name in there. Jacqueline Bissett, Robert Vaughn, Robert Duvall, and Vic Tabak. Open the up the floodgates for the answers, everybody. <laughs> Vic Tabak is under the game. Oh, Vic this is for one point. Jacqueline Bissett, Robert Vaughn, Robert Duvall, Vic Tabak, and Steve McQueen. Bullet? Bullet. Mike gets a point. He was probably only in one. That was a sad That was the worst. Do you want to do it again? Do it again. Hit it. That was the best. All right. You know, so Mike got Bullet. Did see. So we're not going to review Bullet, though. That was just kind of a starter because we did Bullet the other week. Yeah. So you weren't here for that. He part. wears that sweater. That's he really does. He, he wears the heck out of the that sweater. The okay. So now we left off with Steve McQueen. Let me give you another Steve McQueen. <laughs> Steve McQueen, Robert Vaughn again. Tayback. And Richard Chamberlain. Wow. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. Does archival footage count? No. That would have been worth five points. But right. now you're going down to four points. The Steve McQueen, Robert Vaughn, Richard Chamberlain, and Fred Astaire. It's not Smurfs. All right. Now down to three points. Steve McQueen, Robert Vaughn, Richard Chamberlain, Fred Astaire, and Faye Dunaway. All right. Down to two points. This, ah, you lost this might be the one that gives it away. Steve McQueen, Robert Vaughn, Richard Chamberlain, Fred Astaire, Faye Dunaway, and O.J. Simpson. Go for it. Naked Gun? No. <laughs> was he in anything yes, else? Richard Chamberlain was in all the, the <laughs> Naked Gun movies. Faye Dunaway was all over the Naked Gun movies. Hey, PG got a towel in the Inferno. PJ, PJ, PJ. All right. Anyway, so she, had, she was, there was two points for her? Yeah, she gets two points. She's in the lead. Oh, wow. <sighs> all of a sudden, someone else is in the game. Yeah. I didn't agree to that. Okay, uh, let's see. Gary Goodrow and Larry Hankin. Danny Glover and Fred Ward. Die Hard. No. It's not Die Hard, but that's, no, I'm just nah, that's, that's not even. It was in San Francisco. Tayback. Oh, yeah. 
Is that 48 hours? No, no. But you're close because a lot of these guys were in a lot of these yeah. San Francisco movies. Okay, I'll give you the last name. For one point, <laughs> all those guys and Clint Eastwood. Mike. The Deadpool? No. No one gets the points. Escape from Alcatraz. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We haven't <laughs> reviewed any of these, have we? No. Uh, we don't want to do Escape from Alcatraz. Now, let's find some good movies. Yeah, okay. let's find some good movies. All right, here's one. This is my favorite. <laughs> We're going to review this. We're going to review this because I'm pretty We're sure Mike's seen this. This is my favorite San Francisco movie. This is for how many points? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This Come is on, for five points. Tut, tut. Alan Arkin, Michael Richards, and Charles Grodin. The Grode. Hold on. All right, we'll give you a second. Is this the Valley Harper? No. So I married Okay, Max the bell's Peter. over here. Squid. 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 Wait, where, where, was Groden, where was Groden? You in, know, Edinburgh in Castle could be listed because that's a character in the movie. Yeah, that's so true. So I married an axe murderer. Okay, so I married an axe murderer. Uh, Charles Groden was the guy who had Anthony Paglia wanted to commandeer his vehicle. I remember. Also that. in that movie, Anthony LaPaglia, Bob Sarlot, a San Francisco comic, Stephen Wright. Yes, he was. Stephen Wright. Nancy Travis with the curly hair. She was meh. And of course, Mike Myers. So are you? Let's get some reviews here. What do you I'm think? I'm a fan of that movie. Yep. Oh. No, no, I, I just want to hit it. <laughs> uh, I'm a fan. The game's not over. I like, uh, you know what? Leave it there. The game's not over. There, there is, it's a funny movie. It also hits a funny San Francisco milieu of uh, being in love with the Beat era. Oh, yeah. But also, uh, so the Beat era in San Francisco and the hippie era, like, they're two, you know, two of the main things that you think of, right? Right. When you think about, like, San Francisco reflected in popular culture. Well, I culture. think about the gold the rush and the earthquake, but... Some of us yeah. think of, the, of, of this. The next thing you think about is like the turbulent 70s, right? Sure. A thing that is not talked about a lot is the weird 90s in San Francisco, where you have things like So I Married an Axe Murder. You right. have uh, Third Eye Blind. You yeah, have beer? You have, well, the, the, the semi-charmed life videos like in front of Boogaloo's, right? Like there's a... Um, mm-hmm. That was the second break-in movie. There is a... Uh, <laughs> Did they film a, tub thumping in here? No, that so. was that those was Chumbawamba. Like, those guys are from like Bristol. I thought they were from an Scotland anar- or Ireland an anarchist, or something. There's an anarchist band from Bristol. See, oh, wait a minute. This is why Tuck I something. said Hold that on it a was. Right. Wish you would step. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, but it's just it's it's funny because '90s San Francisco, it, I think, is at this point is solidifying to be question. When uh, wh- you weren't here in the '90s, how do you know how weird it was? Uh, just through pop culture, through things, uh, through things like uh, you- well, through the very things that he's talking about is how he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, then if you if you like read old like Guardians or the Nose magazine oh, right. or anything like that, right, like right, 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 right. it's all of a piece. There's a book, Bizarre San Francisco, by Jack Bulware that is like everything is of a piece. I don't know. It seemed like a, a good time here. I was. Here I, I do like time. seeing old like. Old guardian stuff that have like uh, there's like a lady with the uh, the swingers chain or yeah. the, you know what I mean like that yeah. would be when so when ska and uh, swing and big band ruled the right. city real big Fitch Fitch squirrel nut a zippers. real big big Finch flew into the room all right <laughs> okay here's another one I would slap you if I didn't know your reflexes were so good they're very quick 
Uh, okay, here's a good one, and I know you. If you haven't oh, seen this, playing. I'm going to be very disappointed if you haven't seen this movie. Gary Goodrow again, Robert Duvall again, and Jeff Goldblum. A San Francisco movie. Death Wish. <laughs> he wasn't Death hey, Wish. Hey, Death Wish was in New York. Oh. He had a really good line in that, though. The Presidio? No. Okay, I'll throw another yeah, one in. Leave. Gary Goodrow, Robert Duvall, Jeff Goldblum, Donald Sutherland. That would be a movie called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Invasion Snatchers. of the Body Snatchers. That was from San Francisco? That would be yes, Phil Kaufman's Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Or, of course, with, Rob, with Leonard Nimoy. Wow. The first time I'd seen him do anything not Spock. Truly. Except for, except for uh, what was the show he did right after Animal Kingdom? or uh, In Search Of. In Search Of, yes. Thank you. Uh, hey, get, ring him the bell on that one. There we are. Not, okay, once. I'm taking this away from you. <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, one of the top two San Francisco movies. Oh, really? What, are you, what, is, what is the uh, first and second? Uh, I'm going to do this alphabetically. Invasion right. of the Body Snatchers 1. Zodiac number two. Ah, you know. Do you guys learning? know though? Yes, we about do. this movie okay. called <laughs> movie called the Zodiac Killer. No. So this movie was shot in 1968, and it was funded by uh, this fella, Melvin Belli, Tom something. I Selleck. forget his last name. He had a um, sort of failing delivery pizza empire in Southern California, and he decided to to throw all of his remaining money into finding the Zodiac Killer. And the best way to do that would be to make a movie about the Zodiac Killer. The, movie, the murders were still happening. And his rationale was, if he makes a movie about the Zodiac Killer, Zodiac Killer... Zod- of, he's got to show up for the award. Of somewhere. course is going to come to watch the movie. So the movie, is, the movie that he shot was about 60 minutes long because the eventual ending was, of course, going to be catching the Zodiac Killer coming out of the theater. So that is actually cool. he rented. <laughs> I kind of want to see this. Really now. This guy like rented the Golden Gate Theater, which is now like back to being a Broadway venue, but it's a yeah. two-screen theater. The upstairs screen was smaller, so he rented that the Golden Gate Two to be the premiere of the Zodiac Killer movie, and uh, he's going to catch him. And how would he catch him other than just having the Zodiac Killer come to the movie? Well, I'll tell you how. Of course, <laughs> didn't give us a chance. The Zodiac Killer would want to win a free motorcycle. Well, sure. That's, what, that's what he wanted. He, we, so, we know he wanted two you, things. You walk he was in, just so angry. <laughs> you walk into this auditorium. I don't want to try him. And you, when you walk up the stairs, you're handed a piece of paper that says, like, I think the Zodiac Are you the killer Zodiac? kills because dot, dot, dot. So this is awesome. fill it out. You put it in your oversized box. There's, of course, a guy sitting in the box with a flashlight and a sample of the Zodiac killer's handwriting to compare every entry <laughs> to... And, do you, and also, do you think that that's the end of the story? It's not. Of course not. What if there, what if there was a, a, a match? What if there was a handwriting match? It's a great question. The guy in the box... That's a good hey, question, Pete. Hey, what, what if there was a match? Pete, that's a great question. The guy in the box has a string that goes up through the ceiling <gasps> to an abandoned refrigerator on the other side where there's an a abandoned refrigerator who can open up the fridge and look. So, like, if he gets a thing that looks like the Zodiac Killer, like, I think the Zodiac Killer kills because, whatever, slaves make the best pets. Then the guy in the fridge opens it up, gets eyes on the guy, sees if he matches the description. Why did it have to be a refrigerator? I don't know. They were working with what they had. <laughs> it's not <laughs> it a rich theater. It was another time, S.K. Um, it didn't work. 
Did they find any matches, though? The director says they found a match who evaded them, who knew they were on to him, and he evaded. But that is up to for history to decide. I've never heard this Charles before Gordon? in my life. So something weird. And I did the, a term the, paper the, on the Seattle exploitation yeah. label. Something weird. Put this yeah. out on videotape in the mid '90s. Um, we're going to show the new restoration of the Zodiac Killer July 12th at the new mission, and we're going to recreate the stunt as much as we can. Yes. Oh my goodness! I, I went. Okay, say, hold on a second. I got to write this down. Life. Please. Okay, thanks. So how much is that going to cost? Well, it's a weird Wednesday, so it's six bucks. Six bucks. Okay. Nice. Hey, maybe we could do a remote. Six bucks. It's a piece of paper. You can go to McWhorter's. I don't think you understand else. what he's saying here. This is going to be a big thing. We're going to talk about it later. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> I'm very excited about that because, like I said, I did my I did a, my turn my senior uh, term paper on the Zodiac. And, and look Who do you think did off. it? Do you think it was Arthur Lee Allen or do you think it was one of the other ones? The Star Guy. The bald well, that's, guy that's a, Star. So. When Arthur Lee Allen died, the book was republished and said it was Arthur Lee Allen. Really? That's like the 1986. Yeah. Uh, that's when I did it. Yeah. That's when I did my report. It was 86 or 87. Uh, the book had just come out, I guess. Do you ever go on to the internet because there are two? Uh, do you ever go on the internet? What's yes an or, internet? Yes or no? Yes, I do. Um, there's two warring Zodiac Killer websites. Nice. Oh, are there? With different like... Uh, theories about who did it mm-hmm. and they're very aggressive towards one another of course sorry not to <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really... so okay so Zodiac and then your, what was your second movie again oh um Invasion of the Body Invasion of the Body okay, Bill say, don't say anything funny right now because we're picking them up and we can't separate you two okay go ahead Invasion of the Body Snatchers oh, yeah, so Bill Coffin's Invasion of the Body Snatchers uh, incredible piece of work. Now, that was a remake, was it not? It was. Invasion of the Body Snatchers also is the only movie where every... Well, I haven't seen the... There's a 2000s version with Nicole Kidman called The Invasion that I haven't watched. But the the first three versions of Invasion of the Body Snatchers are amazing. So you have the 50s one, oh. you have that one, and then you have an Abel Ferrara 1993 wow, it was a bunch version. Uh, I think it's called Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, but it's in a military base, and that is also incredible. Like... It, that is a weirdly durable story. I find it to be cynical with a happy ending. Oh, yeah. Nicely done. Okay, so... <laughs> Today? Currently, Mike is in the lead with one point. <laughs> and we know that his second... That I, 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 would, I got That's you rough. right. I got you on the, uh, the, 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 the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I knew you'd have it there. So let me see if I can find another one I think you might like. How about this one? Uh-huh. This might be because you like... Stuff that's a little campy and a little... Is that correct? Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Okay. That's fair. Um, Mary Steenburgen. Corey Feldman. Malcolm McDowell. You didn't... Ring I don't have any other... Those are the only three I have that were names I knew, so... <laughs> so you didn't even use IMDb for this. No. You just... <laughs> I just... Boom. This is a game I play all the time. that guy and that guy? Do you ever see Time After Time? Fudge! <laughs> Time after time. Ah, he got it. What do you get? This is the worst. It is the worst. Dude, what do you think of that movie? I like it a ton. I think it's weird there's a TV show. Yeah, they just started, I think, huh? It's like, because it's like sexy murder. Yeah, yeah. But the movie's really great. I also like... It's actually a a goal of mine. I I also love how it's like... uh, H.G. Wells and Jack the Ripper do not scream San Francisco. Right, right, yeah. But to, they had uh, a really for them to end cool up hotel. here is like a really magical. And uh, yeah, I love the movie, and I am ashamed I didn't get it. Yeah, well, you should. Because I didn't even really find, except for Corey Feldman. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, PJ. 
Uh, except for Corey Feldman, the two, those are the two main characters. When you, now, I said Mary Steenburgen, you reached over. What were you uh, I have Clifford on the brain recently, which is not a San Francisco movie. That's an L.A. movie. Ah, uh, okay. Clifford with Groden Martin again? Short, yeah, and Groden. Whoa, this has been a very Groden night. Yeah. Okay, how about this one? Peter Sarsgaard. Which is, is his brother? Or is there, who's the other Sarsgaard? There's so, uh, there's so many. Stellan. Oh, is there a bunch? Stellan's the patriarch. Who's the one that is in the Marvel movies now as the Stellan Skarsgård is the professor. Okay, now was he's he, in the Lars von Trier. He's like breaking the waves as like the you must go make. Well, love wasn't to he also men. Tupolev in in Hunt for Red October? I think so. What is it, Captain? We're going to kill a friend, Yuri. We're going to kill Ramius. Ah. Okay, so there's diary him. of a teenage girl. That's it. <laughs> I was going to say Travis So Peter Sarsgaard. I love that movie. Alec Baldwin. Louis C.K. So that crappy movie I've never watched. <laughs> it's actually a quite a good movie. Well, well, I, well, okay, I'll, I'll rephrase this, that. I'll this rephrase is what that. I wanted now. Oh, you haven't seen that. it, though. I'll rephrase that. Hey, Blank. man, I have not watched a Woody Allen movie since Scoop because they're all pretty garbage. <laughs> uh, Yo, you didn't and like I that. also remember being pretty, like... Uh, Kate Blanchett's uh, down, down market house is uh, around the corner from where I live, and I remember being uh, being immediately exhausted by seeing Woody Allen on my walk to work. Okay, there's many things uh, I uh, want to explore. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm first going to say Kate Blanchett did a very good job. Okay. Oh, I, don't know about, I, seen I don't remember the movie as well I as I remember <laughs> her performance. So this is before he hasn't seen it. You don't remember it. You guys got to go at it for whether this movie is good or not. But what I want to say is, <laughs> I don't haven't hear, you seen hear Midnight in the Garden of Eden? Or not Midnight. Nope. Haven't Midnight you seen Paris? Midnight in nope. Paris? Nope. You'll enjoy Midnight in Paris. Well, probably won't. <laughs> okay. Watch it. Wait, can I do my impression of what I think happens in, uh, in, in uh, Blue Jasmine? Sure. What? You ready? Uh, you tell him, PJ. Oh, you're living in this railroad apartment, and it's uh, there's that's there's not your Woody Allen impression, is it? No, it's just like because okay. he always has like his proxy, uh, right? Like his like yes. whoever's playing the Woody Allen. Who's yeah. that? Like Joaquin that's Phoenix. The worst. Who was no. it? It's no, she's the pro- oh, she's pro- the, yeah, pro- yeah, she's prognosticator. All right, so she's like, you're living in this railroad apartment. He's the worst. Kate I don't know. I just, That's actually I a really can't. good Kate Blanchett. Okay. Life <laughs> is long, do my something. I want you guys to do this for me here. I think this could work. You haven't seen it. You don't remember it. I want you guys to pull a Siskel and Ebert and argue on, on your stand. Why it's so good and why it's so horrible. He started. He fired the first salvo with the Kate Blanchett does a horrible Woody Allen. That's what he's saying. She cannot do uh, a good Woody I, Allen. Yeah, I can, I can, I can uh, back what up. Back okay. up what I'm saying. Right. So, uh, Woody Allen only makes three movies. And True. they're all so exhausted that the tires haven't only fallen off. The tires have been disintegrated by the road of modern life. Uh, he is super out of touch with how human beings behave to one another at this point in time. He's not, he's not a curious filmmaker. He's not curious about how people continue to relate to each other. He is woefully out of touch with every mode of human communication and affection. How do you also, know he's looks, trying it, to be realistic? Okay, I'm going to leave Pete time for rebuttal. I just no, I just love Kate Blanchett, and Alec Baldwin's in it too, and he's good. All right, so I'm going to say Pete won that round. Thank you. Okay, next movie. By the way, uh, Midnight in Paris is really the Kugelmass episode, which is one of my favorite Woody Allen stories. 
I don't know. I have not read right. his books. Ready for the next one. We're Ready. almost done. Mara Wilson. What? Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah, that was a little <laughs> too easy. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how many points you get for that one. That's one, two, three. That's she four, was five, six, movies, seven you know. points. She was in that and Matilda. She was also in the new um, Wings and Bow and Arrow movie. Right? She was in Hunger Strike? Yeah. <laughs> That's the James Cameron version. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. What, what, I don't want to get to mess Doubtfire. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Stephanie Powers, Glenn Ford, and Lee Remick. Wow. Some old movie. Yes. <laughs> Experiment in terror. It's eight twenty-seven. So All right, then we're going to wrap up here. We should get to know. Did we already get to know our guest? I think we got to know him. I, I, by his, we got to know him. We, we How know knowable am I? Really? His dislikes. <laughs> we know that he was an extra in uh, in um, taking Woodstock. I was. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. In uh, his like, and Ang Lee is taking did Woodstock. Did you meet Ang Lee? I did. He directed me in a scene. Did he? Did it was me and uh, and Leah Shriver. I love I that got, guy. Well, he was a <laughs> K to me. In our one scene that we had together that was cut no, from the movie. No, he's spelling it out. You. Bye, Rose. I love you. Never Bye, forget Rose. us. Nice to meet you, Rose. Okay. Okay. Wow, we'll that's see you nice. soon. What, what did Liev do to you? Oh, oh um, well, I was... He grew his fingernails out long and then gutted Pretty nice. S-T-O-N-E-D. Oh, okay. And, Are we going to uh, spell everything now? No, just the bad stuff. Okay. And uh, I told him he looked pretty in a dress. And he gave me a... Thanks. Oh, he yeah, but he does, he does narration yeah. for documentaries. Yeah, also he... He's so cool. I bet he wears a dress while he does it. Yeah. All right, let me give you another one here. I'm not going to be part of a hate crime. But. I got you. Now here's, one, you. now, here's one I don't know you'll, if, if you've That's seen it or not. That's very This Michael one, This one takes place almost Bolton. entirely not in San Francisco. But... The ending is in San Francisco, in a very, and you see it, and you go, I know that spot, okay? Star Trek IV. No. The new one, the new of no, that Into one Darkness. No, no, no. Okay. John C. Riley, John Leguizamo, Ving Rhames. Oh, my God. <laughs> Step Brothers? No. I love, how, I love how gingerly Michael just touched the face of it, like he, like... Okay. One more time. John C. Riley. Well, he already tried, so now we're going for, for just two points here. Okay. Now, remember, this does not take place in San Francisco except, except the, for maybe the, the end. The very end. The Fly. No. Why would John Leguizamo be in The he Fly? He was in a one-man show called The Fly. Okay. John C. Riley. <laughs> There's plenty of room for activities. John Leguizamo. Ving Rhames. Sean Penn. Mike. The crossing guard. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. What, 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 what? Those don't count as extra Sweet in Hereafter? No. Is it an animated movie? No. <laughs> sweet and Lowdown. No. <laughs> okay. I will give you the last name. Oh, Sweet Nothing. No. <laughs> no. You'll get it with Sing this last sweet one. Sing Sweet Nightingale. This will be a race to the bell with this last one. John C. Riley, John Leguizamo, Ving Rhames, Sean Penn, Michael J. Fox. You are movie guy. Guess not. Michael, you're really disappointing us right now. If you could Nobody? Well, why don't you answer what that is? Why don't you answer what it is? Uh, so there. I won. Casualties of War. Oh, the De Palma movie? 
I gotta cut all that out. You can just say the De Palma movie or the crappy De Palma movie or that See? movie I didn't like. See, I was genuinely shocked and I was really proud of myself of reining it in a little bit. Okay. I, I will actually revoke one of my already existing high fives. All right. I did want to get a couple of your uh, thoughts on things, and we're going to close up here. Some of your favorite movies. The Witch Who Came from the Sea. Yeah, it's great. Now, what is that? Uh, it is about, in short, let me uh, elevator pitch it to you. Do it. It's you know, that's 30 this, seconds. We might green light, pitch. we might red light. Uh, Witch Who Came from the Sea is about a uh, woman whose father abandoned her family... Uh, when she was a little girl, and now she is a waitress at a seaside town, and she doesn't know if her castration fantasies are. Uh, I thought this was like a that she's B act- horror movie like, from the fifties. It's a B horror movie from the seventies, so it's better. Shot oh, by Dean Cundy, who shot uh, the John Carpenter stuff, so it looks it's like an incredible widescreen movie. It's very movie. gory and gross. Um, so she doesn't know if her castration fantasies she's acting out on the dude to come to her bar or if she's hallucinating and losing her mind. That's I should awesome. have checked this out before. <laughs> okay. Let me it's go one, it's like, one, of, it's like last, one of the great movies. Last House in Nopa. <laughs> um, okay, let's go back and we're going to end it with the Beaver Trilogy. Tell, tell Pete about the Beaver Trilogy. Tell me all about so it. So Pete, uh, mm-hmm. there's one day and PJ, in the late 70s. PJ, don't listen. A newspaper, or a, a news magazine reporter, like a contemporary mm-hmm. Colorado, like I think it was Utah, wasn't it? Utah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Colorado videotape reporter was like, "I'm gonna try this new camera." Goes to the parking lot of his news station, runs into a guy with a, a young kid with a weird car, who's like, "Hey, shoot me! Look at me!" Interviews him for a minute. It's like pretty fascinated by him. The kid goes, "Come to the come to the the talent show I'm doing in a few weeks in my even deeper weird." Utah town. Right. And the guy goes, okay, what follows is so crazy it seems made up, but it's not. Okay. Years later, like eight years later, that the, the guy who was working for the news station in Utah is now a fellow at uh, the American Film Institute. Mm-hmm. And his thesis project, he decides to recreate that day as a short film. And that stars Sean Penn. Interesting. So Sean Penn is playing the, the stranger he met back mm-hmm, then. Mm-hmm. Then a year later, the same guy decides to really go for the gold and rewrite this as a hyper... This encounter is a hyper-stylized film and casts... Uh, uh, the guy who's... He's weird. The dad from Back to the Future. The one, Hello, McFly. Oh, Chris, Chris, Crispin no, Glover. No, no, no. That's oh, so okay. Crispin Glover... That wasn't Hello, Mc... Oh, yeah. Then yeah. stars the in the hyper-stylized version of this. So the Beaver Trilogy is three 20 to 25-minute versions of the same story, starting from the real thing that happened to the sort of like student filmmaker dramatization of that, mm-hmm. starring Sean Penn, starring, then going to the ultra-stylized version of starring Christopher Glover. Glover. And they all end with the finale of Olivia Newton-John's like, please don't keep me waiting. Because he's... I've been on here. All along. Your voice is incredible. So, <laughs> and so Beaver made Trilogy a documentary is like about it. It's called the Beaver Trilogy Part Four, which like I kind of I, I like those three movies as pieces of art that exist as their own. I don't want any context around that. I just as nice. a, as a viewer, um, but that doc is pretty interesting. But Beaver Trilogy is one of the the great. It's like a 2001 monolith of art that landed. 
in like 19... Well, they finally got released. It was like a heavily bootleg thing, and it finally got released. It played at Sundance like 2000, all three of them together. So let's say the monolith, that's like when the millennium changed. I really and the like monolith the hand... I like the hand, the hand and elbow gesture you're doing for it. There is, a, there is another connection. I heard, uh, pray tell, there was, a, I don't think pray tell is in the right context there, that there was a movie that Crispin Glover made about ONJ that was about Olivia Newton-John that was like, she found out about and told him like cease and desist and destroyed all the copies of. Uh, it might be this. I don't know. That guy, put, that guy, his own guy. He plays he Olivia. Really Newton- is. The guy, the original guy, played Olivia Newton-John that night at the at the talent show. The talent show. I, I I thought of that too because there's another documentary that's in San Francisco, based in San Francisco, and it was it's called the uh, the Institute. Institute's great. Have you seen the Institute? I love it. I played that at the Roxy for a few weeks. I Do, love yeah. that movie. Yeah, so, and that's a, another thing. Like, it's a documentary that isn't really, I don't think it's a real documentary. I mean, it is a real documentary. It is. I it mean, it plays, it plays into the game of, of what was existing What then. was happening, yeah. But that's also, like, part of the fun of it. It's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, have you ever watched um, I Think We're Alone Now, which is like a Santa Cruz doc? About Tiffany Superfan. I have seen that. Yes, I'm that guy. I feel horrible for him. Yeah, he's got his cat, and he and yeah, and then the thing is, she she keeps leading him on. She knows. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the reason I bring all this, this is all this interesting is stuff. We we gotta let it go. We gotta end the night. But I hope it was fun enough for you <laughs> that we could. Boys, this was so good. Thank <laughs> you so much. We'd like to have you back. Another- <laughs> Shut up, insane. You can't wait. 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 You what? cannot put him on the spot. A. Hey, Agree to come back on tape. You can't do well, that. Yeah, you yeah, it's not even on tape. Text it's him a few, la- a few days later. Look, hey, no, 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 no. What I'm saying, I want to tell him what I have in mind. Go ahead. Which is in the future, we'd love to have you into the into the bomb shelter, and actually talk about specific movies that are out now, or movies that you guys are having, you know, showing at the Alamo. That would be super. I, I, I do like do this sort reviewing. of like discursive way to speak about it, though, which is really fun. All right. Cool. Mm. All right, well, um, I'll tell you what. Let me uh, get a dictionary and find out what discursive means. I know, right? And then we're going to end the show. Hang on. I left my heart in San Francisco. instrument, your voice there. All right, well, uh, we want to thank, and remember everyone that was here at one point, we want to thank the throng for being here tonight. And for the last five weeks. That's right, yeah. Wow, hey, let's thank uh, Fame and Anthony uh, for having us here for five weeks. Francesca. And really having a a negative impact on my self-esteem. We want (laughs) to please everyone share the show, tell two friends, poison two enemies, uh, five stars and circles and things and all the places where you can review us. Facebook and friend and follow on the funny and the thing, the uh, Twitter and the SK, at SK Morton Funny. Email SK Morton Podcast at Gmail. Pete, your uh, thing, the, your, your website. Facebook.com yeah. slash Rule 62 Pete. Rule 62 Pete. Or that's right. Just go to PeterFeliciano.com. There you are. Amazon button. Let's not forget that. Also, Patreon forward slash. Give us money. Um, okay, so coming up at the Alamo Draft House, you're going to have July 12th will be the Zodiac Killer deal. Yeah, it's the main thing. And may, yeah, and we, I won't put you on the spot, but maybe we could do a remote. Maybe it could be fun if you'd allow that like that. And for other stuff, I'd go to drafthouse.com. Is that the email? That's true, yeah. Okay, they'll do that. And uh, Piedro, okay. <laughs> July 29th of the I Cats. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. Thank you for everyone who's San Francisco. All my Jesses.
Your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. Can you make this entertaining? Because we'll give you biscottis. Hey, hey, you have a lot of potential. And you haven't done anything with your life. But you have to apply yourself. But whatever you do, you have to go home. You have to think about it. Ooh, three-day weekend. You know, I would say it's not every day that I call a man Jez, but it is. So you're just one among, okay? Don't feel special, Jez, all right? Whatever, slaves make the best pets. Because this is rapid-fire elephant gestation. I was, uh, I was but a dream in my mother's uterus. You could turn that into a haiku. Chartreuse spreads it around. Okay. <laughs> I would slap you if I didn't know your reflexes were so good. This was going to be professional, but we thought, let's go another direction. That's a lot of syllables. That was terribly long. That's the best I could do. I haven't had a lot of water.